Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Wilde, TV host by day, sweatpant connoisseur by night, and a health and a life coach always. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy, and healthy is hot. Come hang out as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives, thriving to make their dreams come true, and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part? How health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely gonna be some laughing, and hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. Brought to you by Clarence. Healthy is hot community. You know I love music. Music is one of my favorite tools in my toolbox. And today we have an incredible musician on who's going to be talking to us about her latest music and as well the focus on mental health and this awesome fundraiser that's happening here. Alyssa, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, writer and recording artist. Um, I have been around kind of since 2011 with my first song, Alone Again, and somehow over a decade later, still here making music. So um, I just put out a new song and a new album in December, and we're just out here doing it now that lockdowns are kind of subsiding and life is kind of going back to normal. It's back to work. Yeah. So professionally I will say it's really inspiring and pretty fucking cool to hear you say that you know you got your start 10 years ago you're you're such like a young soul and a young human that to be able to say that you've already been doing this career doing what you love for a decade is incredible but how did you get your start in the industry like what led you to becoming the person you are especially in this industry which is competitive and it is fierce and it is grueling 10 years ago like the landscape was really different it was so different and honestly yeah like to say that it's been 10 years of this is absolutely wild because I like a pop career generally lasts like two, three years, if you're lucky. So I have no idea why people are still allowing me to make music, but as long as they (laughs) let me, I'm going to keep doing it. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been wild. I kind of have always been in music in some capacity. I was one of those like three-year-olds that was in like performing arts groups and like even when I would go on camping trips with my family, I would walk around the campground and like hand out flyers for people to come to my show. And I would stand on a picnic table and everyone would bring little lawn chairs and watch me sing on a picnic table at the campground. So it's just kind of like one of those things that's always really been ingrained in my DNA. And then just a series of very lucky events and and meeting people that passed my, my name on to the right people. And eventually here we are, 20 something years later and I actually get to do it for a career which is super weird That's, but so fun I can just picture like a little tiny top version of you at a campground like making flyers and getting everyone to pull yeah. up their lawn chairs and it's so funny because some people when they find their creative passion they have stories like that where it's it's like they came out of the womb being like I just have this thing that I must share with people and it's it's 
a career that has a lot of ups and downs too. It's not just, I, I get that from a viewer perspective, it looks like a very glamorous, fun job that's full of adventure and traveling and award shows and hair and makeup and all things that look very fun and glamorous. But as much as there's those moments, those are tiny little peaks on several grinding uphills and and descent. It's a roller coaster career that's very unpredictable, but um, I feel like it's one of those things that's so nurturing to my soul. Like I can't imagine doing anything else, like despite it being so like, sometimes it's, it's, I don't want to use this word, but it's kind of destabilizing sometimes. And sometimes I'm like, would I have been easier or would have been better off getting like a nine to five that's predictable. But then when I think about it, like there's nothing else I think that would have fed my soul in this way. Yeah. And they say like, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. So can I just say, I'm such a sucker for those cheesy cliches. <laughs> I know. I, love, I them. love them because sometimes there's no better way to express like what you're feeling than a cheesy cliche. And they're there for a reason because yeah. people like resonate with them. Oh yeah. And I'm a Pisces. So I like live by them. Anything <laughs> emotional or cliche, or that sounds like some sort of weird fairy tale. I'm all over it. Which definitely translates into your lyrics because you're able to like put the feelings into words. So for you, when you think about that roller coaster ride, what's like one peak that you look at and you're still in awe that it happened or that experience occurred. And what's one valley, one dip, one low that was pretty hard to get through, but you somehow managed to like dig deep, grit through it and keep pushing on. I think there are so many moments that have been holy crap. Um, there's of course like tours and stuff that I've gone on and performed for crowds that like I, I did a tour with One Direction in the UK that was like a massive stadium tour. And I feel like how do you top that in life? Like how what am I gonna do in life that's gonna beat performing for a hundred thousand people in oh. Leeds? Like there's nothing that I'm going to do that is that cool ever again. So there's definitely like those overwhelming, like, holy crap moments where you just like you, you have to take a step back and be like, I need to soak this in because I can't just go through the motions on this one. This is like one of those memories that you're going to look back on when you're 80 and tell your grandkids about. So there's definitely like stuff like that. And I think, um, probably some of those, um, those little, I guess we'll call them peaks and valleys. Yeah, so we'll call it valley. Um, there's been songs that I've absolutely loved that I've poured my heart and soul into that I felt so connected to that I've put out in the world and they just like never get their chance. And to me, like as a songwriter, that's obviously like hard because you don't really get to choose like what the public likes. You can put your art out there and then it's up for the public to decide. So there are songs of mine that have been more successful than songs that I absolutely adore. And of course, like that's kind of tough because then you have to go out, especially on a 10 year long career and perform songs that you feel kind of like silly performing where the ones that like are your true artistry that like speak to your soul that you wish you could actually share with people and never see the light of day. And you're just like, I feel like I'm kind of like being perceived as this like disposable pop star when there's so much depth that I just don't get to share with anyone. Mm. Well, that's heartbreaking. And like, that's something that in the music industry as, uh, as an audience member, I don't really think about, right. Cause I'm a sucker for 
not so much mainstream music. Like when I listen to an album, I'm like, okay, these are the most popular ones. Like, let me find the other ones. Like, let me find the other ones that maybe mainstream is not picking up on. But I've never really put myself in artist shoes and have thought like, of course, there's going to be songs that you connect with more songs that, you know, make your soul just set on fire more. And then to put them out after so much, you know, sweat, love, tears, labor, like you name it. And then to not have it resonate as much as that must be really, really challenging. Do you still sneak those songs in when you're performing and you're like, all right, friends, I'll give you the bops. I'll give you the popular pop tracks, but I'm also going to sneak in a couple for me, you know, like a little tit for tat situation. It's funny that you say that because literally with this last single that I just released, I was like, screw that. I'm doing a trickery. I'm bamboozling people on this one. This song is too important to not share. So this new song that I put out is called Rose. It's, it's touches very heavily on mental health. I kind of wrote it. Um, I wrote it in 2019 when I was going through a not so great time. This is even before the pandemic. So this was kind of just like the start of it all. And, um, this is right before I got into therapy and I was kind of going through some, some feelings that I wasn't really understanding. I wasn't sure what was going on. It just had this like overwhelming feeling of like numbness. Mm. And so I ended up going to therapy and learning more about that. And therapy has been a great help, but before I had therapy, I wrote this song. And so this is like one of those ones that's incredibly important to me because it's, it's written about like one of the most challenging times of my life. So it feels like there's an importance behind it when you share it. So I was like, okay, this is something that needs to be heard, especially right now. There's a very big mental health epidemic going on right now. It's a song that needs to be shared, but obviously like there's this expectation of what people want to hear from me. I'm a pop artist. Like no one wants to sit and listen to a depressing song about existential dread right now. Everyone needs like to know that they are not alone, but also like we've been through enough at this point. So I was like, how can I make this theme more palatable? And I was like, production, guitars. So I referenced this song, I believe in a thing called Love by the Darkness, which is my favorite karaoke song ever, air guitar also, all the, <laughs> all the instruments, all of the things. And um, we took this like, very dark, um, difficult song to listen to and literally coated it in all of the sugar. So it's, it's so funny because I always play the song for people and they love it. And they're like, this is so fun. And then like (laughs) listens in, they're like, wait, I just listened to the lyrics. So I feel like that's like one of the compromises that I've made. It's like, I, I finally get like, my songwriting in there, but we've had, we made, we sprinkled it with a little bit of glitter for people. I love that you used the word bamboozled because after listening to that story, that's exactly what you did. Like you bamboozled everyone. Also as someone who loves emo songs, I would adore to hear like the really dark version as well one day just like slip it out and be like all right guys we've got roses version one and then we've got roses version two and (laughs) because I'm like I want to hear that one I want to hear that one but I think it's cool I think it's cool that you're using your platform in this way that like feels good to you but of course like music 
is such a vehicle for so many things. It can make you feel good. It can make you feel seen. It can make you get more in touch with your emotions. It can offer clarity. It can make you want to move. Like music is so incredibly powerful, but I have such respect for artists who choose to use their platforms for things they're passionate about. And to hear that you're choosing to put mental health at the forefront of this new batch of music is really fucking powerful, especially after the pandemic, especially because we're finally living in the day and age where it is commonplace to talk about mental health. It is commonplace to share with people on a big podcast like this that you're going to therapy. I'm also in therapy. And I feel like it wasn't that long ago where I wouldn't feel comfortable kind of saying that out loud. I'd be like, oh yeah, it's just like this. I've got this thing, this, this standing appointment every week. Yeah. Um, whereas now it's like, no, let's, let's like shine a light on it. Let's talk about it because I think there's such power in these conversations. So I hope people listen to your track and then I hope they go and do the old school thing and like, look at the lyrics and then kind of realize they've been bamboozled and hopefully, like, oh, it, you know, lets them kind of hold a mirror in front of their own life and be like, oh shit, like maybe I should check in on myself. Like how's my mental health doing? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like songwriting is the opportunity for an artist to connect with people on that deeper level. Even if we, especially right now that I haven't been able to get out and play shows. So people who listen to the song and relate to it, that like creates that bond. And even though we may take different things from this song, mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, it's something that connects us together. It's a story that ties us together. It's something that shows us that we're not alone in what we're going through. So um, I think it's, it's, important to talk about the not so pretty stuff too just because I mean everyone wants to like bump the black eyed peas and dance on a Friday night at a pre-drink and like there's like a time and place for like happy go lucky like do whatever just like jamming but I think there also needs to be a safe space that's created for people to um to not be okay yeah yeah Yeah. and I feel like they cry if they need to oh crying is my favorite activity (laughs) Tiffany, who's on this call, knows all about it. I'm an emotional, sappy mess. But I feel like this is something we're seeing other, you know, really incredible Canadian artists do as well. Like we've seen Sean Mendes put out songs that, you know, talk about anxiety and talk about other mental health struggles. But like you said, like are kind of like glittered in with some sparkly stuff. We've seen Alessia Carr doing it. We're seeing you do it. And I think it's really cool because it's a way, like you said, to make it more relatable, more palatable is speaking about mental health and sharing your own journey with it. And friends, you know, definitely take a look at the lyrics. You'll know what I'm talking about. Is that something that has been a part of who you are for a long time? Or is Rose's kind of like this new venture into speaking openly about mental health? Oh, I'm so sorry to interrupt that amazing chat with Alyssa, but it's Chloe's Clarence pick of the week time. Um, Okay, so one of my little forms of self-care that I love to do is putting on a little something on my lips, especially if I'm having a rough day. I find just putting on a little bit of pop of color, a little bit of something that is nourishing helps me feel more put together, more myself, which is why this week I want to highlight Clarins Lip Comfort Oil. Um, This is so surreal. You think oil, so you think maybe a little bit slimy. It's not slimy at all. It's so soft. It really feels like just the right amount of product. It's nourishing. It's got a little bit of shine without being too shiny. It's not sticky. Um, I really, really love this and I love the application. I'm currently wearing Honey and uh, I think I need to go reapply. So for Lip Comfort Oil by Clarins. And if you want the shade I'm rocking, it's honey. All right, let's get back to the chat. 
Um, I've always kind of done it secretly through my songs. I've always tried to write every single song that I've written is about some type of personal experience or something that I'm going through, but I've never really had to talk about it or explain it afterwards. It's, I just kind of let the music speak for me. So this is actually one of the first times that I'm challenging myself and talking about my own stuff. And like, I mean, I, like you said, people are getting more used to talking about this topic right now. It's less taboo. Like we're talking about therapy. And I literally just told you that I had existential dread. Like if you rewind me back 10 years ago, I don't think I would be open enough to like talk about mm-hmm. my what feels like my deepest, darkest secrets. But um, in doing so, I've learned that there's a lot of people that are going through the exact same thing. Like even yesterday on on Instagram, I shared a photo on my story that was just like, hey, does anyone else get these anxiety splotches all over their chest? And I've been humiliated about them my entire life. And I've always tried to hide them. And I had like hundreds of people message me and go, oh my God, yes, me too. And just like little things like that are just like ways for us to know that we're not alone in what we're going through and that the things that we're trying so hard to like hide and not let people see our broken parts. Well, everyone's going through the exact same thing. Everyone's just hiding it also. So if we just stop hiding it and talk about it, maybe we can actually heal from it together. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that story and I was like, yes, girl, thank you for acknowledging it. And thank you for allowing other people now. Yeah. See, it's just like, anytime I talk about anything that makes me remotely like vulnerable or uncomfortable, my body's just like, Hey, (laughs) Hey everyone. She's stressed. Hey, did did you know that Alyssa's feeling really overwhelmed right now? Because if you didn't, you do now. Literally like everyone's like, Hey, are you okay? (laughs) Like, I'm great. My chest is like, no, she's not. You're like on stage, it's 35 yeah. degrees out and you're wearing like a turtleneck long sleeve. And I was like, what a fashion. One of those scarves like draped all the way around. I'm like, don't. I know, which, you know, with for people listening to this, they're like, oh my gosh, Alyssa is this artist who's been doing this for a decade. She gets on these massive stages. Like how could she possibly still get nervous and feel vulnerable? But that's the thing, guys. That's the thing. Like anxiety or a variety of mental health struggles, like affect everybody. It doesn't matter who you are or what you do for a living. You are still allowed to feel the feels for me. If I'm feeling really anxious, it is like, I get so sweaty on my underarms. Like I don't wear white dress shirts. I don't wear gray, like wearing black is my favorite color, but I have to, yeah, I have to pre-plan. And like, if I go to social settings, I need to pre-plan. Like I need to know I have an exit. Like we all have our own variety of struggles. It doesn't matter who you are, what your profession is, how much of a public life you live. It is okay to struggle. It is okay to not be okay. And it is damn okay to talk about it and to share with other people. I think it takes such strength and such courage to be able to be boldly you, even when you feel a little bit broken, because like you said, nobody's not broken. Like everyone's a little bit broken and it's all good. Like if we can own it and and step forward as like a community, as a team, it's going to be easier. It's going to make it a little bit easier. And we can just be like, well, I'm really sweaty and wet under my arms. And you can be like, well, I'm really splodgy right now, but like, let's still have an awesome chat. I'll give you deodorant and you give me an antihistamine. We're great. (laughs) Um, Above and beyond like sharing your soul through your music, um, being super candid on social media, you are taking this one step further with roses with a really 
powerful, impactful online fundraiser for the Lifeline Canada Foundation. I would love if you could share more about that with us. Yeah. So um, when I was really young, about 15, I went through a very significant loss in my life. I lost my cousin to leukemia and it was a very difficult thing to go through at such a young age. So I reached out for help with my mental health and I found that um, there wasn't really a lot of resources that were available. Um, therapy for a young person who couldn't afford to go to therapy was a two year long wait list. And aside from a few like phone organizations, there wasn't a lot of resources for people. So I kind of went out on a mission recently to find an organization that was great with resources, had tons of coping mechanisms, crisis centers. And I came across the Lifeline Canada Foundation and I spent some time on their website. I even used it yesterday. I absolutely love their resources. Um, and I just love everything that they stand for. And most of all, I love their accessibility. So I partnered with them on this new song and I'm doing a raffle. Um, all the information on how to enter the raffle is on my Instagram in my bio. Um, but I am raffling off three moleskins and then a few extra surprise prizes. And they have all the behind the scenes lyrics of Roses and a few other songs, um, almost a few journal entries, some like coping mechanisms that I use for mental health. And all of the proceeds from these raffles are going to go towards Lifeline Canada Foundation and their initiatives. Wow. Money shouldn't be a barrier to getting help with regards to your mental health, which is why I think it is so cool that you not only are partnering with the Lifeline Canada Foundation, you know, with this online fundraiser for roses, but you're also just talking about it and we're talking about it here. So whether you're listening to this friends and the raffle is still going on, amazing, go and enter it. If you're listening to this and the raffle has ended, still go and check it out. You never know what you'll learn from it. You never know if there's someone in your life who might benefit from learning about a resource like this. Um, and I think that's the thing is that's why I love these conversations is we can learn from one another and we can also have our eyes open to a variety of different foundations out there because you never know what's going to resonate with you or with a loved one. Um, I would love to end on coping mechanisms. You mentioned a couple already. And of course, friends, neither Alyssa or I are mental health professionals. We are just two gals who like to have open conversations and share our personal experiences. So of course, if you are struggling, it is so important to seek professional help, but possibly these coping mechanisms might help you feel a little bit better today. So, you know, I'd love to discuss some of those with you. Like what, what kind of tools do you have in your toolbox? Um, when I'm feeling super overwhelmed, I like to start with the absolute basics, which I know to a lot of people seem pretty obvious, but when you're going through a very difficult time, sometimes it's like the bare minimum is very difficult to do. So on my list of coping mechanisms, I literally start with brushing my hair because that for me is just like when I'm not thinking about it, I just like it doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. So I brush my hair. I take a nice cold shower. I feel refreshed. Um, in the summer, I absolutely love walking barefoot on grass. I know there's like a lot of stuff around energy and I really love that. Yes. Get um, grounded. Like literally yeah. there's so much research out there, friends. Like when was the last time you were barefoot on grass, especially if you live in a city? It's amazing. It's probably been a very long time. And you know, that feeling when you're, you go to the beach and you're like, wow, the sand underneath my feet, like do that, but do that on grass. Like it's, it's, we take it for granted. These things we did as kids, but like as adults, we forget to just go barefoot and it feels good. Oh yeah. 
you can literally feel the energy transferring through your body. Mm. It, it's really great. Um, I drinking a glass of water. It's see, it's like the basics for me that I, I start there. I'm just like, what are my essentials? What do I need that I'm not getting? Did I get a good amount of sleep? Do I need to take a nap? Do I need water? Do I need some fresh air? So that's my starting point. Yeah. It's yeah. just literally the basics. Yeah. And the basics are a beautiful place to start because when you are struggling and you are in that dark place, sometimes brushing your hair can feel like an impossible task. And if you're listening to this and you can relate to that, you know what it's like. Sometimes brushing your teeth, getting out of your pajamas, simply making your bed, the idea of taking a shower, forget leaving the house. Some of those tasks can feel insurmountable when you are struggling. And so find a task that feels manageable. And if that is brushing your hair, if that is drinking a glass of water, whatever, whatever it is for you, everyone is an individual and has a different lived experience, but I love that what works for you is starting with the basics. So I definitely echo everything, everything that you have shared. Um, Okay. So I was going to stop there, but I forgot. There's one more thing I want to talk to you about, Alyssa, because I was doing a little bit of a deep dive on your Instagram and there was one that I really wanted to celebrate. And it was you standing in a pretty cool spot in Toronto, standing in front of a pretty cool situation behind you. And you wrote the caption, I can't believe I'm writing this post. Right now, I'm standing in the square in my favorite city, looking at a billboard with my giant fucking face on it. Seven-year-old Alyssa is barfing inside. Indescribable feeling, looking at a face with your billboard on it. Or looking at, no, backwards, looking at a billboard with your face on it. I do not want a billboard on <laughs> You don't? That's not what you want? Don't that worry. That sounds very painful. <laughs> Opposite experience that I want. I would like my face on the billboard, not the billboard. Oh, it was like it was unreal. massive billboards. Oh, yeah. And like, you're standing there, like it's young and down that square is looking fierce. You're making it look even more fierce. And I love that you referenced seven-year-old you, like what would seven-year-old you say if she could see you now? I had a dream board. I lit a little like cardboard thing that was covered in feathers and macaroni. And I cut out pictures of what I saw in my future and never in my wildest dreams. What I imagined that 10 years into a career, I would be staring at a Spotify billboard with my face on it, still able to make music, standing there with my sister who used to clean my bedroom for me. So I would be allowed to go to my vocal lessons. Like it was just an indescribable feeling. And so nice that I got to share it with family too. Cause a lot of these like big momentous things that we talk about, I kind of like do them alone and have to like celebrate them alone. So it was so nice that that was like in Toronto too. And I got to celebrate it with my family. Oh, Alyssa, what a beautiful moment. I'm so glad that you captured it. Um, I, also, your sister sounds like an amazing human being for cleaning your room. Um, <laughs> don't tell her that, though. We have thing going. <laughs> amazing. Um, so what's next for you? Anything coming down in 2022 that you'd like to share with us that we can kind of celebrate in the excitement with you? Yeah. Um, live shows are finally coming back. Thank God. I'm so excited. Um, and all of the music that I've made over the past three years that I've been waiting to share until I could actually go out and talk about it and play the songs. I've been sitting on a lot of stuff that I'm so excited to actually get to put out now. So live music, recorded music, all of the music is coming. 
Thank Amazing. God. Amazing. Well, from my sweaty armpits to your splotchy chest, I just want to say a big thank you for being on the chat with me. I love having musicians on the Healthiest Hot Podcast. It makes my heart just so happy. So thank you and congrats on everything. Thank you. So nice seeing you again. Well, 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 who else is feeling fired up and inspired after that chat? Yeah, same here. I can't believe I'm saying this, but just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast in the books. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. And look, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a cute little comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. We'll see you next week. Brought to you by Clarence.